The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity, brought to you by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. As you guys probably know by now, Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. I drink it all weekend long. They sent a big shipment to my shore house, so like my parents are full Mamita converts and it's all we drink. Um, It's only 95 calories, which is the best part. It has 5% ABV, so you know it will get the job done. Not to compare, but there was like another hard seltzer in a cooler because we went to a party. So I brought like a case of Mamitas and it was only 3% ABV and Mamitas is five. And I was like, guys, if you want to get drunk, like drink the mamitas. And especially now that summer just started, I think yesterday was summer solstice, like the longest day marks the start of summer. It is the perfect drink. It comes in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. And you can get it in four packs or variety eight packs. It is mucho delicious. So be sure to get yours and follow them at Drink Mamitas. Okay, guys, let's get into everything. Happy Tuesday. Hey, Mackenzie. How's it going? It's going. I had a good weekend. I was at my shore house. Mm -hmm. I made the rookie mistake of, okay, I'm trying to think how to word this. You guys know me. I'm very conscious of like skincare and health and this and that. And I like to wear skincare because now that I'm older, I'm like, I don't want to be a wrinkly old hag. Right. Yeah. You got to like upkeep it. Upkeep it. So I always wear sunscreen no matter what usually. But this weekend I was like, I just want to be tan. I am sick of looking at my pale body. Yep. So I savagely went to the beach on Saturday with no sunscreen. Oh gosh. Thinking, I kind of went thinking, oh, I'll apply it when I get there. But then as I sat there, I'm just like. Too lazy to um, put it on. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, whatever. You guys. (laughs) My chest was beet red like neat fluorescent pink oh my god and um it, it's turned a little bit into tan now I'm still a little pink but hey it turns into tan I wouldn't recommend doing that wear no, your sunscreen I would <laughs> I would literally be like out of commission if I didn't wear sunscreen to the beach like the next day I would just be burnt to a crisp I'm, but I'm also very pale you can't really see my chest because the microphone hides it but it's it's still a little pink but so I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, let me just explain how things are going to go today. So we're just going to chat a little bit. Then I will jump into my interview with TikTok sensation millennial expert Rod, who has become my friend. Then we will jump into the Ask Alyssa segment where people write in and I give them advice. And then we'll you know, wrap things up with the spill the tea segment where we dish on celebrity pop culture. So I hope you stick around to the end. Um, but I do have a few updates that I want to share with you guys. Let me pull up my little, my little list of things. I, I genuinely keep a notepad and as things happen in my re- my week, I just write it down. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember what to update people on. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. A funny story from this weekend. Um, we were at a family friend's like barbecue Mm -hmm. and I we went home and uh, my parents stayed so my sister 
and my brother-in-law and I went home and we were just sitting outside on the front steps of our house yeah just like having a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and I went in to go to the bathroom and I'm on the toilet and I get a text from my sister saying oh my god there's so many cops outside you need to come over come out so I come out and like 18 like 15 to 18 cops on bikes oh my god that's so funny <laughs> dressed in all black yeah start speeding down the street and in oh. like a group of them and I... they asked my sister they were like have you seen anyone oh. and she was like um just my neighbor walking the dog yeah. like nothing crazy. crazy and they were like keep your eyes peeled so now we're glued we're like on the steps yeah and we're watching the cops one by one go into every single backyard with guns and and um what's it called flashlights oh yeah and they're just they're going in and out of every backyard and then finally they were like you guys should go inside right right, yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we they said to us they're like i've you know do do we have permission to check your property? And we're like, yes, but like the garage is unlocked because our garage is like separate from our house. So we're like, do you mind checking in there? Like we're a little creeped out. So they like checked our garage. Everything was fine. It turns out, I think someone robbed a car, like stole a car. Oh yeah. yeah. And must've got caught and took off running and threw the keys somewhere. Oh my God. So they were looking for keys. They were, it was like a full manhunt. There was drones. There were like, Oh my gosh. They were on every street. Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) And we looked it up in the news and like nothing came Came out. Yeah. Yeah. But we were just like, you, it was the most action we've ever seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like that TikTok where there's like drama happening and people go outside like pretending it, that they're cleaning, like they're swiffering the fence or something. See, yeah. Just so you could stand outside and like listen to the drama that's happening. That's literally. And the, finally, the cops were like, "Please, like, leave us alone. Like, yeah. Go inside." But it was going on for so long, none of us could sleep. My sister's like, "My adrenaline's pumping." Right. I know. Yeah. And then you're like worried, like, what if they get to you guys? We also live in such a safe area yeah. that it was like the most drama we'd ever right seen. exactly oh my gosh that's so funny um okay I have an update with you guys remember last week I was telling you that a friend wanted to set me up with someone but he hadn't reached out oh yeah he reached out oh gosh we're supposed to go out tomorrow yeah uh, um the last we spoke we like set a date and he was like I'll contact you and let you know where so oh, okay. I feel like if I don't hear from him today with a where, it's yeah. probably not a good sign. Yeah, and you're supposed to go tomorrow. Yeah, said? tomorrow. Okay, so yeah. again, I record on Mondays. This comes out Tuesday. So Tuesday, okay, yeah. when you guys are listening to this, I should be going on a date. <laughs> and I'm also vlogging my week. So if the date does, in fact, co- go through, it'll be in. Like, I'm going to vlog, like getting ready. Yeah, talk about it. And uh, so you guys. We'll see everything. Oh, my God. I liked it because his text messages were just very, like, short, concise, mature. Yeah. Not, like, since it's a setup, he wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, trying to get to know me too much in text, which I I honestly prefer. Yeah, and it's... Even, no matter who it is, it's awkward to try to, like, make conversation over text anyway. I just feel like let's just meet and talk about everything in real life. Yeah, like, save it for the date. Almost. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. So I didn't mind the te- – I didn't mind that we haven't had a lot of communication. I actually think that's better. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll see. So <laughs> hopefully I have something to update you guys Exciting. on and vlog about. Yeah. And – um. Yeah, I think it should be. I think it should be interesting. I've been um, obviously doing personal training. I just celebrated six weeks 
Oh, wow. Yesterday. Oh, my or God. Last week, which is crazy. I feel like I remember when you first said you were going to start doing it, and it wasn't that long ago. I know. It's crazy because, like, I don't really feel like I physically look any different, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But he was going through with me, my trainer, Carter. He's very nice from the live <laughs> method. We were talking about where I started and where I'm at now. And like all of my reps increased and we started, you know, with like 30 pounds and now I'm lifting 70. Yeah. So it's like everything's You've like improved. I've really improved mm-hmm. and like I'm feeling stronger. And now what I'm going to start to do is um, incorporate some of the things that I've learned with him into every day of the week versus just training with him two days a week. Mm -hmm. So like I I trained with him on Friday and then on Saturday I did like a little workout down the shore and today I'm going to him. So tomorrow I'll do something at home. Like I'm just starting to now that I feel stronger, like up what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think it's been a great way for me to build muscle after a year of being inside yeah for sure I know I feel like I haven't worked out actually in so long yeah because it's nice to have someone one-on-one pushing you yeah Mm -hmm. that's the thing like oh look at me tweak my positioning whereas if you're alone like I feel like I hurt myself or I do things Mm -hmm. incorrectly yeah he'll be like oh you're leaning too much on your heel lean more on your toe Mm -hmm. like down to the smallest detail yeah my thing is I when when I go to the gym I don't know what to do because when I was in high school training for sports and in the summer I would just go to a speed and agility trainer and I would train with a bunch of other high school kids and he would just tell us what to do and we would do the drills and we would lift weights but it was scheduled thing every time so now when I do it on my own I'm just like clueless because I just wasn't learning I was just doing whatever they told yeah you were me. just following yeah I feel like because what he does with me is very like methodical like yeah. we start the same like we always start doing the same type of warm-up and mm-hmm. stretches yeah targeted towards like my injuries and like my body type right and then we go into like something heavier and then we finish with something lighter and then we do cardio and yeah. then we do abs yeah so now I kind of am like learning the process right, of yeah. what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm able to like do the warm up on my own. Do, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, everything. Everything. So that's been an interesting journey. Um, the self care scribble notebooks should be coming out soon. I wanted to perfect them for you guys. We will have two notebooks one that says self care club and then one that says manifest and I'm hoping that once those come out we could all commit to doing a little self-care scribble together and journaling um you know daily weekly just kind of motivating each other we could use the journals to write down our goals to write down um you know whether that be like personal goals or financial goals or if you want to manifest in them or write down attributes you want in your next boyfriend whatever it may be (laughs) you know who cares and so those will be coming out soon I'm taking my time and then I'm going to also come out with some new merch pretty soon for you guys but I want this next merch drop to be like the best ever (laughs) so I'm going to be like really particular I'm meeting with the merch team tomorrow to kind of talk through things um so keep an eye out for that and if you are watching this on YouTube um I'm wearing the good energy only hat everything is available at the link in my bio if you want to shop my full merch collection we have the manifest sweatshirt we have the self-care club sweatsuit the good energy only hats the underdressed and stressed merch so everything is available there I feel like I don't plug that enough and then also guys follow me on insta let's <laughs> chat dm me your ask Alyssa's because they've been so fun and I love when you guys dm me and we could connect and talk about things 
And yeah, let's hop into the interview now with Rod. I thought that the interview was good because it was more serious, which I like. You know I like to get deep here. You know I like to talk about mental health and, you know, the side effects that social media has and relationships and this and that. And I was expecting, sometimes you expect people to come on and be this like jokester, Mm -hmm. but I love when you can get a more serious side of someone out. And I think people kind of know coming on tea with publicity that they're going to have to talk about their mental health struggles and (laughs) they're going to have to open up. And I think that's exactly what we got from Rod. And um, he's someone that remains pretty private in his personal life so it was interesting to kind of peel back the layers learn some things about him ask him about you know if he still has a corporate job what his plans are for social media hear a little bit about charity learn about him so here is the interview with rod after that we will hop into ask Alyssa, and then we will spill the tea okay guys i am here with rod rod is is your name short for something yes it's short for rodney rodney Yes. I've been wondering this. Like, I don't know why, but I'm like, I feel like Rod, if your parents just give you like a three letter name, it just can't mm-hmm. be like, it needs to be short for something. So my dad's name is Rod. And I always like growing up, I'm like, no, I can't go by my dad's name. But then the older <laughs> I got, it's just like, it made more sense. It does feel like an older name. Cause you said like, you can't name your kid Rod, you know, but yeah. Straight out, the, out of yeah. the womb. It's like, Hey Rod. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. I have been low key liking if I like, one of my neighbors named their kid George and I love it I'm like that's such a cute kid's name that is so. cute or like people that name their dogs like um like Antonio you know like, yeah. give them, like <laughs> or a Kevin yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be connecting um yeah. we obviously connected over social media and yeah. you've just like popped off recently I feel like this Oof, hasn't yeah. been that long of a journey has it no um October October, so it's really been what? Like what is that? Like months. eight months? Eight months? Yeah. What, what is time anymore? I don't know. I think. Eight what months, made so. you start posting to TikTok? Yeah, I mean, we were all in this world of quarantine, right? Where we're we're all working from home. And there's, to be honest, no one monitoring or sitting over your shoulder. I, I worked at a startup that had open workspace, so it was just like you worked. You know, like you weren't like sitting there scrolling social media or anything like that. And my. Um, boss said like one time I just like he said thanks period or something like that and so I made a video about it and it it blew up so I'm like I I was in sales so I have like kind of this like analyst mindset you know about me where I'm like okay well like if this worked then this must also work so I just started like going with it like all right well I have this anxiety at work let's talk about email anxiety and then people like oh yeah like I relate to that I'm like I'm not alone and then they were saying the same thing like I'm not alone so now we've created this little community of anxious millennials that work <laughs> in the workplace i do a lot of like throwbacks to like content like uh, songs that like unlock memories if you will yeah um so that's been kind of a fun fun time to like relive those uh traumatic high school experiences it's no <laughs> yeah. okay i relate yeah. to it so hard because mm-hmm. i started in pr and i always worked with like all women when i first started mm-hmm. working and like women are just more emotional i feel in the workplace than men mm-hmm. and you could like get their vibe based off like if they have an exclamation mark at the end of their yep. email or yep. if they're just like being short with you or sending you like a k period mm-hmm. oh my god and i totally Triggered. get the email anxiety yep um mm-hmm. luckily here like people just text and like i get sometimes i'll go through days of getting like one email it's amazing uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely so relatable. So I see why that like popped off. Yeah, I think too. It's just, I think it kind of, 
I've been going through this season, like this past year was hard for everyone, but just for me, just like transitioning into a new season of life, you know, and stuff like that, where like therapy was such a big part for me. Um, so I think that I'm more in tune with my emotions and stuff. So I think maybe it's just refreshing for a guy to see a guy talk about it. Cause even like yeah. I've been, most of my trolls are guys They're like, bro, like suck it up. And I'm like, there it is. There is the toxic masculinity that I address in my videos. <laughs> no, it's so true. So, and we talk yeah. about mental health so much on my podcast. It's like mm-hmm. such a big part of, I think this year, especially like you said, just with like COVID and being isolated and a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people mm-hmm. were working from home. Like it's not a normal environment. You don't no. leave your house. Like now mm-hmm. we are a little bit more normal, but I, we've actually been coming um, into the office. I've been coming in since January. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, that has been like a saving grace because I was at the point where I was like, I can't sit in my apartment anymore. Um, mm. So it's, it's great. Like, did you just start going to therapy during this kind of like COVID time? Um, I started going like three years ago. Um, just cause I feel like even I'm 31. Um, so I'm like middle millennial, but even just that age, like growing up therapy was such a buzzword that like you only went to therapy if you were like, for lack of a better word, like deranged, you know, or just like you were like going to a mental hospital was synonymous with therapy, which also people should, if they feel like that's where the step they should take, definitely. But therapy is literally for everyone. Like it's just, to me, it, it was great because it was like an unbiased opinion. It wasn't someone in my friend's circle that I feel like no matter who you talk to, you're always going to have your guard up because mm. you're going to feel a sense of judgment. But with my therapist, there was like no judgment and fell in love, you know. Um, I've been to a couple's therapists since then because it's like a relationship as well, right? But it's been it's been great. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan and yeah. I feel like it's they kind of say that going finding a therapist is like dating where you have to like m- like find the right therapist that like mm-hmm. works for you necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like kind mm-hmm. of, you know, see if one fits, see if one doesn't. Yeah. And I feel like I was always going to people that I felt like I was kind of just like talking and like mm-hmm. nothing was ever getting accomplished. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now my latest one She'll be like, let's dig into that a little bit deeper. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Or like push you out of your comfort zone at first. I was like, oh, I don't like this. And then I'm like, wait, like, why am I talking to her? You know? I know. Or it's even like for me, like I felt I resonated more with a female than a male. And things with little like nuances like that are important because you want to feel comfortable, right? So. No, it's um, so true. And yeah. I think that's interesting that people troll you for being like anxious at work. Because to me, it's such a, um, it's so innate for me to Mm -hmm. be anxious over emails and stuff that I'm like wait everyone doesn't feel this way yeah like right and (laughs) that I think was the most shocking to me is because no one I worked with um like it's so funny that I'm talking to you even right now because everyone that I worked with was like your classic like barstool guy you know Mm -hmm. if you know like they show they still wear their college polos 10 years later you know stuff like that which to me those were historically the people like in high school that like bullied me. And so that was like the trauma that my therapist and I were going like, well, they're not doing it now. I'm like, I know, but so the people like that, when they send me a K period or a thanks period, mm-hmm. it's like, just, like a frenzy. But even then, like these people were like, wow. Yeah. I relate to you. Like my, my coworkers that I'm good friends with that, like they, I had no idea they felt this way. Cause they're so, they keep it so tight. But I think I've pushed some people in my life out of their comfort zone as well to be a little more honest with themselves, which is cool. No, I think that's really cool. And I think whenever you have a man that's talking about taboo topics, mm-hmm. I think that's why people like you rise to like fame or notoriety so quickly because it's like, oh, wow, a lot of men don't talk about these things. Yeah, there's my favorite author. His name is Lewis Howes. 
and he um, wrote a book called The Mask of Masculinity. Um, And he talks all about, he's a former sports player, all this stuff, but he was just like, I felt like even then I had to wear this mask. There's like five different masks he talks about with masculinity, but this mask of like that I need to like sports and I need to like every sport and I need to know everything about every sport mm. or else I'm not masculine. I don't like sports at all. Like I like the Cubs cause it's like a camaraderie here in Chicago. Um, or I'll like go to the Super Bowl, uh, like a party or something like that, or just like go to watch the game, but I'll scroll my phone to be honest. But that made me more comfortable even in situations like that's like, why are you like stressing yourself out, forcing yourself to, to talk about something or like to be invested in something that that isn't you? Um, do you feel that so. pressure from social media to like I feel like now more than ever like people of all different like types or personality traits mm-hmm. are accepted but do you feel like people are like oh like this isn't like broy enough or this isn't like masculine enough I get like I said I get trolls um in my dms it's like oh so you just listen to radio disney bops all day it's like <laughs> yeah they're awesome they're like, this, I this, love this, it <laughs> They love it. And I, I will be honest, 85% of my following is women. So I think mm-hmm. that's why I honestly compared to probably even like you've been doing this for a long, for a while, you know, and um, you've probably gotten your fair share of haters or whatever you want to call them. But like for how many people I reach, I will say that I probably get like 1% yeah. that are trolls, which is yeah. great, you know, because I'm not talking about anything too controversial, no. you know, which there are people out there who do and good for them that they have the ability to do that but i'm just like you know what like what i'm talking about doesn't need to be controversial so it's like it's i'm fun. sure if it did then it's, yeah. yeah exactly I, I my main goal with all of this the past year i've said two things like i just want to make people smile and i want to use my platform for good which is like last month um actually we're rolling over a little bit into this month but i raised ten thousand dollars for jed foundation which is a foundation that's super it's near and dear to my heart because it goes over mental health and they have a division that talks about bullying and all this stuff where i did um a merch sale where I donated 100 of my proceeds from my merch sale to to the bowling movement, which is just like wait, that's incredible, insane. Yeah, it's like that. That is the type of thing that I want to do with this platform. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, I want to dig into what you're doing now for work. Yeah, yep. um, because I guess you're at the point where it's like social media, TikTok, like this can be a full time thing for you. Mm-hmm. Is it? So this, Have you taken uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> So my followers would be interested to know, yeah. and I don't know if you got this question, is I'm no longer working with my old my old company. Um, I was in sales for a logistics company, which as sexy as that sounds, I love my coworkers too. It just it wasn't something I was passionate about. Yeah. But I, I'm not doing TikTok and social media full time. I'm working on some other things as well, um, where again, I'm taking the funds that I'm getting and donating and like working with charities and I would do want to start my own charity soon. Um, and I'm looking for a new job as well, but I just, I've never had a time of, I don't want to say unemployment cause I'm working. Like I'm actually more busier now mm. than I was before. Um, but I've never had a time where I've been my own boss, you know, or like had control of my own time. So that's been really interesting to, to be a part of. It's definitely going to be a challenging time yes. like, <laughs> because I've done it. And mm-hmm. like as nice as it is, it comes with, you know, pros and cons. It's, Absolutely. It's difficult and it's overwhelming. Like I was very stressed from it, I feel. Yeah. I went – so how this all came about, and I haven't even talked about this yet, but I'm really excited because it's going to really as soon as I did, was able to do this like production in Italy um, wow. for coffee, which is just so on brand. And the, I went to my boss. I'm like, so I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, so what do you want to do? And he was like, well, you mm-hmm. can come back. Like you can come back. I was in sales, so it was just like 
it's, when you're in sales, you're making money when you're working, right? So it's, mm. that's what it's like. It wasn't like I was dropping projects or anything like that. But then I was at this time, I'm like, is this what I want to do though? You know, like now I have the time to focus on something else. Um, and yeah, it is stressful because the first, I'll say the first day I got back from Italy, I sat in front of my computer and I was like, why am I sitting here? But it was just like, it was almost like a, like a Pavlov dog situation. Where just like, I woke up in the morning and I had to like, oh, autopilot. I had to like sit down yeah. in front of my computer and just like sit there and stress that nothing was going on. You it's know? kind of that anxiety thing where you're like, mm-hmm. like for me, I noticed mine kind of manifested when I started working from home. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to get up early because if I allow myself to sleep in every day, I'm not going to do anything like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you almost then have this pressure like I was up way earlier than my friends who were going into offices because I was putting this like pressure on myself to like wake up make the day count get out of bed and everyone's always like why are you up at 630 I'm like I don't know (laughs) I'm like I can't sleep because then I like you know beat myself up if I'm like sleeping until nine Mm -hmm. so it's this weird thing right it's, it's it's the autopilot right it's good because like here you are back in the office you yes. know so i'm sure it's like you don't have to get back into an old habit you're already in it but yeah i think for me even it's like the why is the, the day even for me now has to start before nine it's like i'm my own boss but it's like no but i have to start today but nine. it has you to know, it has to start at night even though i'm working later it's just like but i have to start at night no so that's how i am too it's weird mm-hmm. it's because you almost have to set boundaries for yourself because mm-hmm. there is no one like holding you accountable for your schedule mm-hmm. So it's like you're on yourself to keep yourself like accountable, really. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, and it's so interesting to do. And so I don't think if I would have been in sales, I would have been able to do it because when you're in sales, you kind of are your own boss. Of course, you're on like teams and stuff, um, but I did have more control of my own day rather than like being in meetings all day created for me. So mm. it wasn't that huge of an adjustment. I think just the biggest adjustment was just like not having to check in with, with anyone. Yeah, because the these. <laughs> These, these anxieties that people see on my TikTok are real. Like my boss, even working from home, the, probably my least favorite message I got working from home was a Slack message at like 3 p.m. When it was like a little more of an unproductive day. It was just like, what did you work on today? It's like, mm. they know I didn't do anything. They know I absolutely didn't. So then you just have to like cram as much as you can in two hours. And then it's just like. I don't know. That was probably the most No, that is the worst feeling. (laughs) I completely relate to this because I'm that person. I think it also goes with like I want people to think I'm good at my job and I hold myself to certain standards. So I'm like, I don't want you to Mm -hmm. think I'm slacking. It's so funny because I don't – even though I work with like for a company now, I don't report to anyone at all. Mm -hmm. Like no one cares Mm -hmm. what I do. They're like, make money do your thing. I feel creative control. But the other day I looked at the guy next to me, Kevin, who's been here for like since the inception of Barstool. And I looked at him and I was like, Kevin, I just want to like send someone like an update to let them know what I've been up to. So they know I'm working hard. Who do you think I should email it to? And he's their gratification. He goes, you don't need to do that. But I just want people to know I'm not just sitting here all day, like twiddling my thumbs. Oh my God. That is so, (laughs) why do you think there's like awards out there? Cause that's, what's like pushing us. Right. It's like, Oh my God. I did this video the other day that was like, why do we say work hard, play hard? Why can't we like work what we're paid for? And then, <laughs> so true. Well, like why do you have to play hard anyway? It's just like, it's stressful to do that. Um, what's your, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn, kind of, obviously. A Capricorn. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 I just know, I just know signs based on like what my friends are. Uh huh. Yeah. No, Capricorns yeah. are like the workhorses. What's yes. yours? And very entrepreneurial, right? Yeah. Capricorns. Yeah. Um, I'm a Gemini. 
and oh. even oh gemini even yeah, my um personality type too like i do that i've done the enneagram test and mm-hmm. like i'm a three wing two and that's also okay. entrepreneur like it's like every single thing about I'm a two me. wing three so we're pretty similar oh right? that's so funny yeah. yeah yeah so like literally everything about me is to a t what they say and it's like careers you should go into it's like publicity um yeah. on air hosting radio <laughs> <Literally> your name <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, love it that's amazing sounds right <laughs> yeah and, yeah and i feel like even for me it was like with being gemini like oh gemini's do well in sales because you adapt quickly like oh okay it's so funny because it makes you kind of feel a little bit like oh i'm actually doing what i'm supposed to be doing yeah yeah (laughs) i remember in junior high i should do a video on this like you're taking a test at like just at the library i was like what career should you go into and mine was a doctor and like what who would i be working on like what (laughs) kind of nonsense is that come on now but then but then we had it in our heads like I'm going to fail if I'm not a doctor. Yeah, and I was like, like I was failing science and math, which is like the two. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be homeless. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not cut out for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So a lot of what you talk about is like millennial culture. And I just did a funny video about how like platform heels are back in all of a sudden. I'm like, are you kidding me? I literally donated mine like 10 years ago. And now you yeah. want me to bring these things back? Like, the I Steve can't Madden keep up. chunky sandals. Yes. You the, remember? The, they're <laughs> Those were so dirty. I just remember even like going to thrift stores. Now you see them and they're just like dirty, like dirty black sandals. Well, this is the thing. It's like everything from the 2000s is coming back. And it's like we all unanimously have agreed that that was the worst time in fashion. Mm -hmm. And now Gen Z is bringing these things back. Like everyone's wearing like plastic jewelry again. I remember going through my plastic jewelry like, you know, again, like five, six years ago being like, I'm throwing this out and I hope it never comes back in style because what were we thinking? And now Mm -hmm. it's back and all my friends are getting plastic jewelry. And I'm like, I just don't know if I could do it. Um, So tell me like, what do millennials need to be on the lookout for? Because my audience didn't even know what chuggy was. I had to inform them. So chuggy is a completely made up word that honestly I'm just having fun with now, but people are just like so pressed about it so like, pressed like why can't people like things i'm like okay you guys bullied our parents off facebook so like <laughs> chill um i think millennials they need just everything's coming. literally today someone is like check this out von dutch hats are coming back yeah like what like i hadn't even thought about those since high school that wasn't even something that, like rolled into college and i think we're seeing a resurgence of these artists Especially with social media, it's so easy. Not easy, but it's useful. Like, Shania Twain is brilliant about it. She got on TikTok. She started, like, blowing up. Man, I feel like a woman party for two, like, her hits. Mm-hmm. And now she's releasing new music. Natasha Bedingfield is blowing up on TikTok because she's leaning into every trend that uses her song. But now she's like, hey, I'm back. I'm here. Kesha's doing it. Um, but I know, like, Skrillex is probably going to be doing it soon. You know, like, there's just, like, people. I think it's going to be more personalities that we're saying. Or, like, the resurgence of J-Lo and Ben. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But, but then I'm also wondering, like, is this that feels new to us? Like, but if you look at our parents, like, even now the crown store of it, I remember how obsessed my mom was with Princess Diana. Obsessed. You know? Obsessed. Yeah. But now we're obsessed with it. So I think that's just gonna be something it's just generate like it's so much easier to be to blend generations now with social media and with the internet, where before it was like, Nope, this is literally staying here because it's only on paper. We're now it's like, access um, to everyone. Even like Travis Barker. And mm-hmm. um, Machine Gun Kelly, like that. Whole, oh my god! Like their Can you music. Explain. I understand. <laughs> I under, I know. Obviously, who Travis Barker is. Yes. I know who Machine Gun Kelly is. But I'm seeing Travis Barker's ex-wife roasting everyone. Yeah, she's out of control. 
What so is she, she saying? Him and her, Shanna, okay. Shana, Shana, Shana. Mm-hmm. Shanna and Travis had a show together um, on like a network, a reality show years like, ago. Like Brittany and Kevin did. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. it, but I don't like I don't remember anything now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, basically, like she's just like wilding out. Like the kids live with Travis, and she's basically like, "Well, they live with their dad because he's like richer than me." But the kids' whole narrative is like, "No, we don't actually talk to our mom." So no one knows if what she's saying is like actually if it has any yeah. weight to it or not oh because God. whenever she speaks, then the kids and Travis are like, no, that's actually not the truth. So yeah. she keeps wow. going live every night and just like ranting about it and airing out her dirty laundry, but none of the um, stories are yes. matching up. She should go on. It's crazy. She should replace. She should replace Trisha on Frenemies. Well, oh my God, yes, and also now she's launching an OnlyFans. So the- it's like. Who else? Um, what's the Teen Wolf guy that has an OnlyFans? That shocked me. Wait, he oh, does. Tyler Posey. Tyler Posey. Tyler Posey has an OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. He's like the face of OnlyFans. It's like, but I think he's making it cool. Does you he know? get full like nude? Bella... You think? Um, I haven't done that much research into it, but I've just. I'm know, just really I'm, curious. I'm doing, I'm doing research, you know, for my millennial recaps. And stuff, you Wait, know, and I so really like... need to know if oh, Tyler yeah, Posey's like naked on OnlyFans. I yeah. also, <laughs> I also need to know. I hear that like Tyga's the biggest like OnlyFans guy. What? Okay. It's just Fully like, well, nude, everything. Oh my god! It's just crazy. It's just like that again. The internet is just like Wait, everything is accessible to everyone. Tyler you know? Posey's blowing my mind right now because like yeah. I watched Teen Wolf and I think of him as like a child. I think of him as um, made in Manhattan. <laughs> That's, That's he's so he's Jaylo's son and made in Manhattan. Wow, I can't. Yep. I need to go Google this later. Yeah, be careful. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm going to pay like 19.99 yeah. yeah. and be on like yeah. Tyler Posey's OnlyFans. Barstool's going to be like, um, "What are you doing on a pod today? Yeah, what did like, you oh. What did you work on today?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so we need to yeah. be aware of freaking low-rise jeans coming back in low-rise jeans are coming back um the the thin eyebrow <gasps> i heard bon this cre- bon style is coming back i'm not bringing um, it back i'm sorry no absolutely not um i the thing that sucks is because i'm recapping this and i just want my audience to know is like i'm not misogynistic it's just i have 85 percent of my following is females you know and these are the trends as yeah. far as like male trends, I think it would just be like baggy jeans are like seem to be making a comeback. Um, you know, yeah, and then... that's an interesting thing you bring up because I like did a video at the office one time asking guys to talk about like um, new trends that were coming back in, and mm-hmm. everyone was commenting with negative, like, why should men give opinions on women? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was not meant to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> because I used to do videos like that with my dad. Yeah. Where I would show yeah. my dad my outfits and be like, dad, what do you think of this? And he would be like, that outfit's hi- that outfit's hideous. And it was funny yeah. and people loved it. So I was like, oh, let me do it with other guys. And then the feedback was different. So that's funny no you say that. It's different than a girl roasting a dude's dating profile. Yeah. Like, I was so, like, it's which not is that funny, deep. Which is also funny to me. It's like, yeah, it's not that deep. That that's my favorite saying, and it's saying to everyone, it's not that deep. Yesterday, I posted a recap, and I pronounced uh, um, Oregon Trail is what I said. Yeah. Oregon. I got, I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten so much hate in my life. What is it? Because I would have said Oregon, the too. Enti- the, entire, the entire state of or- Oregon. Oregon. Oh. But I think it's maybe it's pronouncing with the trail parts, Oregon Trail and Oregon. Um, oh, my the God. The entire state of Oregon came for me my comments the entire state i think well, they sent a mass wide like iphone alert saying everyone please go to this tiktok and comment on it it was just so funny well the new the state of new jersey is coming for me so oh, <laughs> oh yeah because 
I, I did got- a um, video on like uh, like the Jersey mom uniform. I was like, because I was uh-huh. at a bar this past weekend, and I looked around, and I'm like, every single mom right now in this bar is wearing the same freaking outfit. It's like wedges, the same watch. Like they are wearing a David Yerman ring. They have like mm. a fake tan, a cross necklace with diamonds. It's so a I- Teresa Judice. Exactly. Central, yeah. So I made a video about it, and people are like, I'm a mom, and I don't own any of those things. I'm like relax like i just said oh, it was an observation based God. on where i was i'm not speaking for the entire state of new jersey like <laughs> right <laughs> it's not that deep yeah it's not I, I that think deep. <laughs> we can move on after this but yeah i i had a um one where i posted a trend of a tiktok dance trend that i did <laughs> where i'm like me at a party picking up me picking up my kids at a party in 2040 <laughs> which is what that's 20 years nine, away nine, 19 years away yeah if I have a kid in five years, I'm going to be picking up from a party then. Yeah. The moms, I, un- I lost followers. Like, I'm unfollowing you now. Wait, because why? My, I don't get my kid, My kid is going to be 40 then. It's like, okay, well, like, I think the, the internet's also a hard place because everyone thinks that their mindset is the only mindset. Or, and like, they think your video is targeted. The person. Like, exactly. they think it's a personal attack on them. Yeah. You yeah, know what I which, mean? It's like, this is a broad statement. Yeah, truly. It's like there can't there can't be a broad statement on the internet. It's but so, so great. Yeah, I've learned people are so – now I just – I used to get, like, pressed. And now I just leave it. I'm like, whatever. Just comment and fight in my yeah. comments and do yeah. your thing. Like, again, it's not that deep. <laughs> not that deep. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. Um, I want – okay, so – we you asked answered most of my questions but i did have people write in and like it was all like you know the same five questions like is he working still you know the same thing yeah but i do want to ask you a few sure um (laughs) they're all i'm not even joking when i say they were the same five things what does he do for work and then other people just being like i love him so much i don't care what you ask him i just want you i just want him on the podcast that's amazing. I think I have the most wholesome audience too because I talk so I talk about anxiety and people when they give me feedback or if they say something like sorry I don't mean to stress you out even even more but here's like a suggestion like that's <laughs> just like I would rather have that than those are my trolls people who apologize after they troll. <laughs> no, I got I, yeah I've gotten people with like constructive like feedback and I'm like okay yeah. that's really nice. Okay, I don't know if you could answer this one but maybe you could yeah. tease a little yeah. something. People just want to know how you know Lance Bass. Um. Through TikTok. Through TikTok. That's just the craziest part. If you followed me on TikTok, I post a lot of instant content, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then I went to – I had my people contact these people. No, I went to L.A. <laughs> and I was just like, how cool would it be to hang out with Lance Bass because he's so active on TikTok. And it would be mutually beneficial, right? Yeah. He's 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 one that, like, is leaning into the nostalgia of the appropriate amount. But I don't know if everyone knows this. He's a brilliant businessman. Hmm. If you've been to LA, he owns one of the biggest restaurants in WeHo. He owns multiple restaurants in WeHo. He donates so much money to charity, so much money, and then he just like he treats his employees well. He fosters, he fosters dogs. When I was there, mm. there was like five dogs he was fostering. He's just like, an amazing human. His husband's an awesome artist. So I think that was really cool to see too. It's just like this person that I had in my mind as a childhood, you know, just like boy band star, is like an amazing human that was so, so rewarding to see you know it wasn't like yeah. someone who like a celebrity that they're obsessed with and then they're rude to them it was just someone who was just like first of all wanted to meet me and second of all was just doing amazing amazing things. i've heard nothing but nice things about him so that doesn't surprise yeah. me 
Yeah, and he's obsessed with The Bachelor, which is really funny, too. Wait, someone wrote a Bachelor-related question that I just yes. saw. Um, yes, I thoughts on the man that dressed as a cat? I love him. He's my number one. He's my number one. You like the cat man? Oh, my God. At first, I was like, so I do these. I I had not watched <laughs> The Bachelor. I watched one season so of The Bachelor. Like, 10 years ago, I watched one Pablo season. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, you want to hear that. a fun fact? Yes, of course. I got a callback for Juan Pablo season. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm glad you and I didn't that. go. Yeah. I literally ghosted them. Yeah, there you go. Because yeah. I didn't want to date him, so I was like, I don't want to go on a show and be fake. Yeah, I like um. I, so my roommate, college roommate, and I, we just picked one girl. That was our first. We just randomly came upon the show, and we're like, okay, we're just gonna pick one girl. If whoever's girl goes out first, we're gonna stop watching it. I picked Andy, and he picked Nikki, which were in the top three. So oh, we so you were them. all the way through? But yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> I love Andy. She's my favorite. And so then, anyways, fast forward. I turned. I heard about this Victoria girl from Matt James. Mm. I'm like, she sounds insane. Let's watch it. And so we watched it, and it was just mind blowing. So I did these recaps, just like started to like, who is this? What is it? And then it turned into every Monday thing. People were like, please keep doing it. So now it's an official Bachelor recap. All that to say, at first I did not like the cat guy. I'm like, this guy's trying too hard. He like, I'm allergic to cats also, so maybe it's like a trigger. <laughs> and but knowing Katie, like Katie and I actually like have kind of connected through social media which is kind of cool she loves cats so like he's he understood the assignment like fair I'm in sales i get it you need to do whatever you can in order to st- stand out and what did she, what did she say all i can think about is the cat guy i know he didn't get the rose but like good for him good for him i love so, him so okay fair enough i think cat guy not in uniform like may grow on me uniform costume yeah may he, grow he, on no he wears it every week no. <laughs> yeah. like maybe he'll grow on me because i'm sure he's like yeah. a nice guy me personally and i agree it worked for I'll katie if i'm the bachelorette and cat guy comes on my season um, he's out we, we're not talking well yeah because i'm not a cat girl yeah exactly so she's <laughs> like you have to understand the assignment yeah and probably to be honest we didn't know how the bachelor works he probably that probably wasn't his idea the, the i know the rv guy that wasn't his idea they just fair it. but when they're but, kissing and like the mittens on her face i'm like this is too like, much <laughs> yeah but shoot that was shoot into it man. i but i will say something and mark my words i just i know we loved him but i think greg is sus i think he's sus i don't know wait so uh okay i'm like I'm just such a girl because, like, I'm watching the show, and here's Greg, and, like, this is, like, he looks, his social media, like, he looks very attractive on the show. He, like, his hair wasn't really my type, but whatever. So I'm, like, just watching it. I'm, like, oh, he seems, like, nice and nerdy. I'm every girl. I'm the consumer because we all were thinking this. Greg goes super viral. Um, I'm getting all these DMs from people because he's from the New Jersey, New York area. Turns out. No one has a bad thing to say about him. Oh. People are like, he's very nice. Like, And I got probably like 10 DMs of people like I went to high school with him. Well, now I feel bad because I blew him up on my jersey. I don't know. I'm sick <laughs> by it. I mean, I got to stick by it. No, I think that that is one thing that's interesting. Like being this is like I'll talk about something and then like the amount of people that have a personal story about a celebrity. I'm like, I'm not. This is tea. I Sometimes I feel like I know too much. Yeah, and this is your brand. Like you, you like you talk on things. You're like yeah. you predicted the um, arena Kanye thing or whatever. You know, it's just like that. and like I like to know, but sometimes I'm like I know too much about this yeah. person's like personal yeah. life now yeah. that I don't need to know. <laughs> There's even one yesterday that my friend who I love her to death, but she was like, 
we I didn't even see him on the screen yet. She goes, We hate him and this is why. I was like, Oh my god. I was like, Okay. So I saw him come on and I just you know it's like oh okay, well that's kind of the thing because people dm me stuff like a dirt on people and now i'm like yeah. no i can't stand them they're an awful yeah. human but it's not showing that on like the screen but i have this yeah. like preconceived notion of them and i'm like that's not fair either like i just almost don't want to know it's like mm-hmm. I, it's just better for me to just be like someone watching the show <laughs> yep exactly exactly wait we should go live after the bachelor one night on tiktok and like it. recap it Let's do it. We'll recap the. Oh my gosh, we're the new frenemies, right? We like each other. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're both um, similar enneagrams. Yes, I'm actually super bummed though that Trish is leaving. Yeah, what do you? Ever. So I don't watch or listen to frenemies. I just, I just know that TikTok. it's like a podcast. Trish is on it, and now she's stepping brilliant, away. Brilliant podcast though. It's like Trisha who is like playboy bunny what paris hilton acted to be in real life queen you of know, controversy queen of controversy like where racially profiles doesn't no one does anything about it and then um what is his name ian no mm. ethan. ethan ethan they do the show he's just like a smart comedian they didn't know each other before the show they uh. started doing the show and then it blew up because they have real on-air fights because they're like complete polar opposites, but then they're also best friends. So that's why it's unfortunate she's leaving because people are like, wait, are they not talking anymore because their relationship is so like unique? Wait, that's so – well, then the name of the show just fits the dynamic perfectly. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's unfortunate. I feel like, you know, she'll be back doing something else though. She's she like – she'll, she'll always be around. Yeah, oh my God. She's like – I think her cancel – her cancel rampage too is just so strong. She's like, who else today? Who are we going to wake up and cancel today? And she literally oh, yeah. did it. She literally, well, she was smart. She like hung out with that entire crew, the vlog squad or whatever, which I did not follow any of them. Like who is, why is David? Gobert I feel like we're deal? too old for the, like I didn't, yeah. I kind of feel like I missed this whole like mm-hmm. YouTube generation. Like obviously I know like the Paul brothers and stuff, but I didn't grow yeah. up like religiously watching their videos. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, cause I'm 30. I feel like I'm a little too old to like have been as in it. But now I find myself because of TikTok getting the download on everything. Yeah, I think for I watched Vine and the Paul Brothers yeah. got big on Vine. And my I just hate how glorified they are for what how they treat people. Yeah. Particularly women, but that's just the world, I guess. I don't know. But um but yeah, it's just like that's just again the social media is like if you do it smart, they did it smart. They transcended where there's, there's Vine stars who like only relied on Vine and then look where they're at now. You know, it's just like they they're not the not nothing, but they just don't have a following. You know, it's because you have to be smart. At the end of the day, as much as people hate to hear it, it's it's got to be a business if you want it to go somewhere. No, it's so true. I can't believe Vine even went away. Like that was the best freaking platform ever. But they didn't even tell their creators. They just like didn't one it just day, go away one day. Their creators just tried to log on the app and couldn't. And that was more of a curated group of creators, not like TikTok, where anyone could go viral. Like yeah. I, I would like it's not like TikTok said this dude is going to go viral. You. You have to be smart about the algorithm and all that, but at the end of the day, it's for anyone. Yeah, that's so true. That's why I think I like the people I meet on TikTok better than the people mm-hmm. that I've, like, become friends with on Instagram throughout the years because yeah. I was, like, doing this on Instagram for, like, five years before TikTok. Mm-hmm. And the people that I'm meeting on TikTok are just, like, regular people that happen to go viral, whereas yeah. the people I was friends with on Instagram, like, we all tried to make, like, this curated profile and this curated mm-hmm. look, and it was just, like, way more – 
thought out and like plotted mm-hmm. whereas the people on yep. tiktok are just like being themselves so raw yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so much better yeah even if you see it, it's so funny like there's people on tiktok who people find their instagrams and like this is you and it's like literally <laughs> yeah. a model on instagram yeah and a troll on tiktok <laughs> But I feel like even for me, my content started resonating more when I like showed more of my personality Mm -hmm. because like Instagram, it's so, it's such a facade. Like I was Mm -hmm. doing those things because that was what was getting me paid partnerships and that was paying Mm -hmm. my bills. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I get why Instagram has become that way because if you're an influencer, you're relying on your content to look a certain Mm -hmm. way to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. But TikTok, you get rewarded for being yourself. But now Instagram is realizing it because even like the sponsorships that I'm working with are more of we want to see you yeah which before it was like i have not posted as i've done a couple of instagram partnerships and i've not posted a single static post or a single like still frame on my instagram which i think is really cool because i'm like that's not me like why would i put i was looking for a picture instagram? of you to put on my story and i was like he doesn't yeah. have one freaking picture i don't have a picture yeah it's because like that's because <laughs> because of my video you see your personality right which I, I probably will end up posting some pictures down the line but my dream is to like, I feel like I'm Nick Miller in a world of, like, CCs, if we're going to compare it to me. It was just, like, like literally, like, models are following me and, like, or, like, people, I'm kind of people like you. And, I'm like, like, I'm sitting in my the office that I work in, in my, which is my bedroom, you know, and it's just, like, this is my life. But I would love to love to one day, I don't know what, it, like, why this is resonating me, do either, like, Vogue-level cover or, like, Gucci ad that would and be just sick. like, but still being myself somehow. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how that would come to fruition. No, that but, would actually be insane. I, I yeah. see big things in your future. I think this oh. is just the beginning. Thank you. I want to <laughs> ask you one last question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do the people in your life think about all of this? Yeah. At first it was really, um, it wasn't hard for them, but it's more of just like, what? You know, it was like, mm. even my friends, we all went to dinner the other night and they're they're my they're my best friends you know like brothers to me but it was just like a group of us went to dinner and one of our couple other couple friends were um are moving to colorado and so one final dinner and we're leaving this like we just got like a wine room we're leaving the wine room and then a girl at the table goes is that ron like whispers Mm. to her friend and then my two friends heard it and they go and they're like which they're pumped as me in your podcast as well too they listen to you but they're like (laughs) Yeah, that's Rob. Rob is like yelled the entire restaurant, stopped, all this stuff. And then we literally walk out. This doesn't happen to me that often, but it's just so funny. It happened to me, of course, when they're with me. And then we walk out of the restaurant, and this girl drives by in her car, freaking paparazzi style, like going, Rod? And I'm no. like, I was like, what? Are you? I was like, how did you know I was here? Like, what? I actually yeah. got that the other day. I was crossing yeah. the street, and someone yelled in their car, Publicity Tea Tribe. Like, as she drove yeah. by, oh, and I that's was amazing. like, <laughs> oh that's amazing. But no, that's amazing. Yeah, I guess to answer your question, is like, at first, like, what? Like, this? But then I think now they're saying that it's, first of all, I've never been a creative before. Mm. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm writing, you know, I'm like, to be honest, it's not not anything major yet, but I'm like writing a TV show. You know, like that's so cool. Like these are the things that I'm like. Eight months ago, I would not even imagine I would be here. So I think they're they're starting to appreciate it a little bit more. I think that's really cool. Yeah, people. Yeah. I think social media is kind of hard for people to grasp at first, mm-hmm. or like uh, people that can't imagine putting themselves out there are kind of like how are you putting yourself out there I think Mm -hmm. it's a lot of that like it's so out of people's comfort zone Mm -hmm. that they're like I don't understand how you're able to do this 
you yep, know, exactly. Um, exactly. I, I got a lot of that. Like my sister even is like way more private than me and we have the same interests, but she would never like put them out there. No. Whereas I'm like, this is what I love. Like, <laughs> Yeah. My brother and I are completely like that too. It was like yesterday, he's a huge Cubs fan. Yesterday the Cubs sent me a limited edition jersey, which I'm a Cubs fan. Like it's the only team I watch. And my brother, I sent it to him, and he's like, "Maybe um, I should make a TikTok." I'm like, yeah, he's into it yeah, now. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they get the yeah. benefits, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it. Well, Rod, it was so yeah. great speaking with you. Thank you for oh coming on Tea with Publicity. Yeah. This was amazing. We should definitely do it again when I'm in New York. Yes, and we're gonna do a, a Bachelor live. Yes, we are going to do that. All right, amazing. Thank right. you. Okay, guys, time for my favorite advice segment. Ask Alyssa. As a reminder, if you guys want to send in a question, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Tea with Publicity or at Publicity. Everything will always be kept anonymous, and I will do my best to give you sound advice. So definitely don't forget to submit. And as a reminder, everything is always anonymous. Ask Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa, I've been loving your podcast and advice and was hoping you could help with something. I've had the same main group of friends since high school, but recently we've all been drifting apart. One is getting married soon and one is ready for babies. One is moving to the suburbs and one is really into her job and boyfriend and makes that her priority, which is totally fine. Just giving context. And then there's me who's still enjoying life in NYC. Girl, same, same. (laughs) It's becoming increasingly hard to all get together, and I'm noticing that when we do, it's much more strained and not like the fun, wild times we had in our early slash mid-20s together. It feels like we don't have as much in common, and I feel like I'm the last one trying to keep the friendship going. My question is, should I let it go and appreciate the friendship for what it was, still get together a couple times a year, but not try to make the group text happen? I'd love to know your thoughts and think this may help others. I am in the exact situation as this person writing in. Um, So just for context, I grew up in New Jersey. I have a group of about seven or eight best friends. And we, I would say 90% of us went to preschool together. Yeah. And then the rest of us met in elementary school. So like we have been friends since we were two. So like really, really, Mm -hmm. really lifelong friends. That said... We are in so many different life stages. Right. One moved to Charleston. One moved to New Jersey in the suburbs. Yeah. One is also living home in New Jersey because she's pursuing acting. And, like, we've all taken these different life paths. Yeah. And then a few of us live in New York. One just moved to D.C. Mm-hmm. So we're all on completely different paths. But I think when you have that history with people, you can't replicate that. Like, you can make friendships in life um later in life like my friend Jill who's like my best friend I only met probably five years ago at work but we've been able to forge such like a sister-like bond whereas my other friends we are family because we've known each other since we were children like infants yeah so I think it's okay that you guys are in different stages and I think it's okay if you only get together a few times a year me and my friends we don't have our crazy party times like when we were in our 20s, mm-hmm. coming underage into the city, going to bars, sleeping on people's right. couches, yeah. and and just being like absolutely crazy. But when we get together, there's so much history that we laugh our ass off remembering those times. Mm-hmm. And like our get-togethers just look a little bit different now, yeah, but not in a bad way. Like we still enjoy each other. And at some point, I think you have to be like, 
this is their path and this is my path and maybe we're on different paths, but in a few years, you're all going to be on the same path again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just what happens in your 20s and, and, you know, like mid to late 20s. Everyone starts just going in different directions. And I felt this more a few years ago. Now I've kind of come to terms with it more. I think when my friends started first getting relationships or moving out, I was like, I don't have anyone. Like I was just feeling that way. Yeah. Um, my biggest suggestion to you is to find party friends. I've been saying this for a while, but I want to do a podcast on the levels of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> like you have your friends that you grew up with. You have your party friends. Those people fill a void in your life. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't have a good time with them, but they're your social friends. You both need to be friends at the same time because you need people to be social with right. because you're single. Yeah, exactly. And then you have like, you know, just your work friends, your college friends, college friends. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think maybe you have to find friends in New York city that are your age that you can go out with. You could try to meet guys with, you could be more on that party level together, Yeah. but always treasure those friendships that you grew up with and just enjoy your time when you're with them instead of wishing it was a different way because unfortunately like we're just at that weird time where our lives are all just moving at different paces mm -hmm. I also think some of my best friends are the types of friends where you don't see them for a couple months or however long but then when you get back together it's like it's like no time had passed and like that's when you know that's like truly your best friend like it doesn't matter mm -hmm. or maybe you haven't even even like texted in a while or you're ca you'll catch up here and there but the second you're back together it's like nothing nothing had ever happened like you've been together the whole time 100% I totally agree and I feel that way with my friends like it's just it's just one of those things that you're going to go through these like hiccups kind of and we're all just at that age where everyone's life is moving in a different direction and it's weird because you're the same age yeah but you're in different stages yes yeah that's 100%. the weirdest part yeah okay I hope that helps you Mm -hmm. Ask Alyssa. Hi, love you. My question is if you have any advice for balancing a full-time job and a side hustle. I recently started working full-time at a creative agency where I work long hours and it's pretty high stress slash client facing. On the side, I have a podcast and small TikTok following. Since I started this job, I feel so exhausted. It's hard to put time and energy into my side hustle. And my podcast community makes me so happy that when I'm not active with it, it makes me even more sad. Basically wondering advice on balancing so many things while also making time for mental health. So, oh, and then she wrote back a few days later saying, bumping my last question would also love your advice on setting boundaries with work. I usually work from 8 a.m to 8 p.m. because I have so much to do and I'm in meetings all day. I want to start limiting my time working, but I'm worried I won't get things done. This is tough. Yeah. Um, But I've also been in this situation. Right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's funny because every question so far, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I've experienced this. I got it. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so I launched my blog, publicity.com at the time when I was a full-time publicist. So that was my side hustle. It originally started as a hobby and then it quickly grew into something that I was able to monetize and became a full-time, well, a side job, I guess I would say. And for me, what I did was like, I can only speak from my experience, um, but we're kind of in similar, similar careers. So maybe I could offer some advice because I also was working in an agency and then also having a podcast and stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. What I 
personally did was I shot with my photographer because I wanted content for Instagram because that's how I did my my paid campaigns. Yeah. So what I would do was um, we had the 7 a.m. slot or the 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up at 6, do my hair and makeup, pack a bag of three outfits. We were able to shoot three looks within one hour. And then we would shoot from like 6.30 or I think I said 7.30 to 8.30. And then I would go straight into the office with that bag of stuff and yeah. just lug it to work. Right. And then during work, I always had a job that was pretty time-consuming. I'm a fast worker, so that's one of the things where I feel like I'm actually really able to get a lot of work done because I'm very decisive. I don't, like, spend a lot of time, like, muddling over something. I kind of just, like, do it, submit it, and I'm done. So I was actually able, even though this isn't technically allowed, but I would work on some of my stuff while I was at my full-time job Mm -hmm. again I'm not telling you to do that and it also sounds like you're too busy to even be doing that do your other stuff um and then on weekends I would also meet with other friends shoot content go to events I would go to events after work I was just working constantly but because I loved my side hustle that fulfilled me and it didn't really feel like much of a job because It was something I enjoyed doing so much. So it gave me so much fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying you love your podcast and you love your small community and it brings you joy, don't look at it so much as a job. Maybe try to front load content. So sit down on a Sunday or Saturday, choose one Sunday a month, record three episodes, bank them, and then time them and pulse them out from there. Mm -hmm. So you just really have to give yourself these like buckets of time or maybe it's one hour before work that you work on it and you're able then to have content. Maybe you could take on an an intern to help you keep up with the Instagram, like the the, um, Instagram for the podcast Mm -hmm. or help you engage with other accounts. I think if it's something you really enjoy – Look at it as a hobby, not a other job, and I think you'll you'll find um, ways to make it work. Mm-hmm. And then about setting boundaries, Mackenzie, I feel like you work a lot, so <laughs> you might be able to talk to this. But what I did, and I don't know if this is great advice, but it it really helped me. Um, I used to work until eight p.m., nine p.m., same yeah. thing. And my dad actually said to me, "I was starting a new job," and he said to me, "When you start the new job." Set the tone that you get your work done between these hours and you leave. Yep. Yeah. Versus Mm -hmm. being like, oh, yeah, I'm at your beck and call all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I did was when I started my new job, I made it known. I'm one of those people. I like to get in earlier than everyone. So I would get in at like, let's say I would get in at 8 Mm-hmm. Most people would come in at 9, 9.30, or 10. Yeah. So I would be in at 8. I'd send an email so people knew I was in. Uh, yeah, working. And working. Yeah. And then at 6 o'clock, I'd say, okay, I'm done for the day. Do you need anything? And yeah. then I would bounce. Yeah. And I just set that tone that I get my work done. If you're choosing to come in at 10.30 and work until 7.30, that's your prerogative. Right. But I'm doing what I have to do. If I need to stay later because circumstances sometimes come up where yeah. you have to be later, you have to put an extra time because there's a big campaign, whatever. But I think when you start a new job, um, it's really great to right off the bat just kind of set a boundary for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. you have any advice. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I think like my old job I had was very much like you just did your work 
at work and like you were done after those hours you couldn't really take it home because everything was like in the office um here is very much and any social media like kind of production job is very much like you can take it home and do it there like you can work from anywhere I'm definitely learning um but it's also different for me because like this is where I've always wanted to work so anything I do is like I love it you're excited but it's like it's not it's not so much that I don't want to do it. It's just like you have to realize that you don't have time to do everything. So if there's thing like you have to be honest with people, you just have to say like if someone gives you a project that you don't have time for, or you know, you can't put like 100% of your effort into, you just kind of have to be honest and say like, oh, well, I could do like this and this maybe, but I don't think I could fully commit to that. And that's okay. People understand that. Like they do. that's why there's uh, hundreds of employees that work here that someone else can take it or do stuff like that um but the other thing about like the side like the podcast and stuff I think you just have to understand like you said it was like a little bit of a hustle like if that's what you really want to do you just have to understand that you have to put in that work and it might you might be working until midnight like doing the extra stuff but it it will pay off in the end but it will be like tough for a small period of time in order to kind of like build that brand and do what you want to do yeah and in that same vein having a side hustle is just that a side hustle most people that start companies aren't fortunate enough to just not have a full-time job and be like I'm gonna start a podcast today yeah and my parents are gonna pay for my rent yeah and pay for my lifestyle that's not the reality for most mm-hmm. people like you and I. Mm-hmm. I had to have two jobs yeah. because if I wanted to be successful, I was luckily able after three years or two and a half years of having two jobs, then I was able to go out and do it full time. Mm-hmm. I would have never been able to do it full time if I didn't work two jobs. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like you need to earn it yeah. in a way, not mm-hmm. earn it, but like. You need to put in your dues if you really are passionate about this because things aren't just handed to you. It's We're not like just dancing on TikTok and getting a million followers yeah. in a day. Like that happens to one in a million people. Right, exactly. So you really have to put in hard work and it sounds like you're a motivated person. So I have faith in you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, last one. Ask Alyssa. First off, I want to say I love you and your podcast and I am a fellow shoe alum. So hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> I recently just moved home after graduating with my master's and I'm currently job job hunting for a teaching job. I want to move out as soon as I'm able to, but need some advice as to apartment hunting. I've lived with roommates for the past five years and would prefer to live alone or just with one close friend. I'm wondering your advice regarding a few things. Do you have a set amount I should have saved before I move out? How do you budget for utilities and food and a social life while living on your own? Do you like living on your own more than living with someone else? Did you move home after college and have any tips to transition back for the time being? Any advice is so appreciated. Thank you so, so much. I think I did it all backwards. So I'm going to tell you what not to do because I did it the wrong way. Yeah, do, do the opposite. Yeah. So what I did was I moved out right away. Um, I got a job two days after I graduated. Yeah. So I, my sister had an apartment. I slept there during the weekdays for the first month of my new job because mm-hmm. I didn't want to commute. Right. So I slept at my sister's free. Great. Moved in a month later to an apartment with my sister as my roommate. Full transparency, my parents paid like a third of my rent. Mm-hmm. 
for the first year. They said, basically, we were in a situation where my sister needed a roommate and I wanted to move into the city. And instead of my sister getting a random roommate, my parents said, Alyssa's not making a lot, so we'll help her out with rent so you're both able so you to move in. together. Exactly. So it was kind of helping her so yeah. she didn't have a rando. Mm-hmm. And it was helping me because I couldn't really afford to move out at that time. Yeah. In hindsight, and I love my parents, they did me a disservice. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I, they said to me, we will do this for one year. One year later, my salary didn't change. I now was living in an apartment that was too expensive. Mm-hmm. I should have saved money. Right. I should have um, been better prepared. And while they were trying to help me, and I'm so incredibly blessed and thankful, it actually kind of hurt me because I didn't have the tools to understand like the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. And I was living above my means yeah. because – I you was had the support. A spoiled in brat. In order to do that, yeah. Yes. And that's just me being completely frank and honest. In hindsight, what I should have done was moved home, saved money, mm-hmm. and been a mature enough person to pay for my own rent. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm explaining this with you is because I wish I had waited a little more because then I always felt like I was playing catch up. Like my job... I've been very transparent about how my first job, I wasn't making a lot of money. And I always just felt like I was like drowning in money, like Mm -hmm. drowning in like maybe like I might not be able to pay next month's rent. Like I always felt like I was living paycheck to paycheck for many years until I was able to actually have two jobs. That was the only time I was able to catch up was when I was working in PR and having my business on the side. So I think that my advice to you would be don't, Put yourself in a situation where you're feeling completely strapped for cash. And I don't know what area you live in, but let's say you live in the New York area. Maybe move to Hoboken first where I lived in Hoboken. I love it there. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe you live in Brooklyn. Maybe you live in Hoboken or maybe live home for a little bit to save money because you don't want to feel overwhelmed and I think money is one of the biggest stressors in life and a lot of my financial struggles I had to unfortunately learn the hard way Mm -hmm. and I if I had to go back and tell myself um, I would have I would have done things differently yeah I think it's hard because not everybody like lives close to where they get their first job but I do think if you have the opportunity to live at home or live somewhere like when I first graduated I had a job too right after I graduated and I lived with like my aunt and my cousins because they lived and I would basically drive commute basically an hour ish but it like gave me an opportunity to kind of like find a roommate and not just have to like move in with someone random Mm. and find a nice like place to live and and then even when I moved out of there I moved um to Hoboken and I I loved Hoboken it's definitely a great option um but it's it's also hard because not everybody has that option, but also there's like subletting apartments. Like there's, there's so many ways to find like places that you can afford. Um, but yeah, I think if you do have the opportunity, it's like, you don't look at it as a downfall. It's kind of like, it gives you the opportunity to like save enough money to then actually go and find a place that you really want to And live. have financial freedom. Exactly. Then. Yeah. Um, one other thing you asked a few questions, I, I think I'd recommend living with one other person at least when you first move out one because it's much 
cheaper than living alone. Yeah, definitely. And two, because you're in this stage of your life where you just graduated and I think you'll want to have fun and you'll want to have people there. And I think I'm now as a 30 year old, so happy to live alone. I don't think years ago it would have been good for me. Yeah, I like I love having roommates. My roommates are also like my two friends from college, so that's obviously easy for, mm-hmm. easier for me to say. But um, I like just even going home and like having people there is, and I have extreme FOMO, so that's my <laughs> biggest thing. I'm like, oh, there's always someone to hang out with. They're always here. But yeah, obviously different stages of life. Like eventually you're gonna live on your own, but maybe take this time to like live with someone and like learn how to co- like coexist with someone and stuff like that so. exactly and then in terms of budgeting for utilities and food and social life again I never was good at it I was I made money I spent money I would cry because I was like I don't have any money yeah. <laughs> like I was a shit show and I share all of this guys to just like shed light on like the struggles that people go through I never want to sound like I'm not like grateful or I think that was my reality right I tend to learn the hard way. In hindsight, now I would have saved more money, have mm-hmm. a, a savings account, which I tried to have, but I would dip into it every yeah. single day. <laughs> yep. So what I actually wound up doing, you know how you have like your bank of like Bank of America, your checking account, and then you have your savings account, but yeah. you could just transfer the money. Yeah, so easily. What I wound up doing, which I recommend, was I opened up a Chase savings account oh, yeah. that had no debit card associated to yeah. it. I couldn't access it mm-hmm. unless I went to the bank to take out money yes so what I started doing was just transferring savings into, into there that. so I literally couldn't just go on my phone and transfer it yeah yep yeah I have that too so I don't like I have my debit card to my checking account but not my save like my savings yes. just like sits there so maybe I- open up a separate account for savings and then obviously just you know find a range that you're comfortable with paying and then budget out utilities and be like okay this is how much I have to spend this is how much I have for fun and you just have to kind of find a way I've never been good at it I'm not really a great money person now I'm much better yeah um now I save every month Mm -hmm. now I'm investing and I'm like more mature but I think that came with like a lot of really tough life lessons yeah and like you'll learn there's also this app that I use I think it's called mint and basically you connect it to your bank account and it's like totally safe it's through whatever like the uh, overarching account is like very like known whatever it is I forget what it is but and you can like put in a but and I never thought about a budget until I I moved out and my dad was like you need a budget (laughs) and like he helped me with it obviously um and and it really does help like you put your rent in there your groceries and then you have your miscellaneous stuff and you kind of can see like how much money you're making versus how much you're spending and it actually is so helpful yeah and it like connects right to your bank account and again it's super safe like I've used it for years like since I graduated college wow yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great tip it's called mint I think it's just called mint um but yeah it's like it's super helpful that sounds like like the best advice it's so easy to keep tracks like it shows you all like graphs about how much money you made this month or how much money like you earn technically versus how much you spent stuff like that so it's really helpful (gasps) I think I need this I know (laughs) no literally it's it's (laughs) so helpful (laughs) wow that actually sounds amazing yeah okay guys that does it for today's ask Alyssa segment don't forget to dm me tea with publicity or just publicity um put the first few like put the first word as ask Alyssa, so i know that that's what your dm is about and as always we keep it anonymous and now we're gonna spill some tea 
So there was a lot. Um, there was a lot to unpack with the Chrissy Teigen slash Michael Costello drama. I talked about it a little bit last week. A lot has come out since. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Teigen, I talked about last week, came out with an apology. Then Michael Costello, who's a fashion designer, basically came out saying Chrissy Teigen has made me suicidal because she blacklisted me from the entertainment industry and no one would work with me. Yada, yada, yada. This whole thing, we all felt completely awful for him, myself included. Then Chrissy Teigen fires back with, hey dude, those screenshots aren't legitimate my name is spelt wrong um you're saying they're from 2014 but that version of instagram wasn't even around until 2020 so basically they debunked everything that he posted he's still standing by it chrissy teigen's like look i'm owning up to being a troll but like this just simply isn't true so i don't know who to believe at this point social media is so messy i think people just need to freaking chill the hell out and um I don't know. It seems like the screenshots definitely were fake, but it doesn't excuse Chrissy's behavior for everything else that she's done in the past. So either way, it's still just like a gross, sticky situation. Um, The Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion part two was last night, and I thought it was great overall, but I just wished there was a little more like we got answers like Chloe finally admitted to having had a nose job which I thought was really cool. She said that she'd never admitted it before because no one had ever point blank asked her. Mm -hmm. She's like if you just asked me I would have said. Yeah. Um, You know they touched on a lot of her online bullying and how awful it is and it actually makes me really sad what the internet's come to and I wish that platforms like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter did a better job at regulating hate comments. Mm-hmm. I think that there needs to be like a bigger initiative around it. And I just wish like, you know, Andy Cohen asked Court asked Scott, do you approve of Courtney and Travis? And yeah. he was like, Yeah, I give them my blessing. Yeah. But I wish he dug into Courtney and Travis more like I wish he asked her is this the love of your life are you guys gonna get married right. like, I wanted more details yeah yeah um Kendall confirmed that she is in fact dating Devin Booker she called him her boyfriend which we never really get such a concrete um confirmation from her so mm-hmm. that was big there was just a little bit like more of the dynamics I wish he dug even deeper into like mm-hmm. he asked Scott about dating Amelia but he didn't expand on their relationship like I want the dirt yeah <laughs> I wish there was a part three because I wanted more yeah. I wanted in depth of each mm-hmm. conversation yeah I know it's so hard because they probably went through the questions with Andy Cohen beforehand and they were like you can't ask that or you yeah. can't ask this like there was probably so much screening like before or there was probably so much they probably sat there for hours and we probably only we saw they two edited. hours yeah, yeah. That's very true I always forget about that so we didn't even get to see a lot of it yeah. so um also some things I want to spill the tea on so I've been thinking long and hard about things that I think are Chuggy. Oh my gosh. Is that how you say Chugi. it? Yeah, Chugi. Yeah, I think so. And I have two. And here's the thing. No judgment, guys. I am this girl. I, I am currently her and I was formerly her. But I think she is Chuggy. And I'm going to tell you who she is. So guess what? The all white aesthetic houses, Chuggy. Like, you know, every blogger in Texas Texas yep, has, yeah. like, the, oh, wait, the Restoration Hardware Cloud, cloud Couch, couch yeah. the um, only white things. 
chuggy. Guess yeah. what younger millenn- guess what younger Gen Zers are doing? They're thrifting. They're finding interesting art pieces. Mm-hmm. I am over the minimalistic look. My apartment's minimal- minimalistic, but I have pops of color. I have interesting pieces of art, things that I've inherited from my grandparents, my great grandparents, yeah. which makes it interesting. Just buying like a vase from CB2 and buying the Restoration Hardware ca- Cloud Couch, like isn't a vibe it's chuggy yeah again <laughs> chuggy i'm one to blame i've been there i've done that i am currently kind of this girl chuggy <laughs> another thing super chuggy influencers who have the curated feeds mm-hmm. like again i am this girl i yeah, was yeah. this girl not <laughs> as much anymore but the person that's like posting with like you know like the starbucks and yeah. like the fall leaves yeah, yeah and like i feel like that is so not in anymore like yeah. what's in on social media is just being your authentic self yeah and showing your personality mm-hmm. yeah not freaking posing with a pumpkin no yeah i know and i think that's in part from like tiktok because 100 it's just like people being themselves and then they accidentally go viral tiktok 100 percent changed the game yeah and now when i see people's feeds that are so staged I cringe because I'm just like, I can't imagine like being with like my future husband and being like, babe, like hold this oh while I do this. And yeah. like just live in the moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know. Guys, again, I was this girl. <laughs> like I know I'm being hypocritical. Yeah. But like it's just funny to me because as I've been scrolling on Instagram, I've noticed my taste and content changing. Yeah. And the people that I follow on TikTok are becoming the people I follow on Instagram. Yeah. And I enjoy their content so much more because it's just more fun and liberated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think Rod talks about that in the interview. He's like, he says a quote, he's like, I'm the Nick, I'm a Nick Miller in like a world of CCs. And he's like, I just (laughs) don't care. Like I don't post on my Instagram. Like it's all my just regular content. But that's what everyone from TikTok is doing. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. Um, Okay, guys, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe.